Morning. My name is Jason Warren Griffiths. You guys can reach as you're, as you're sitting. Would you please reach and grab a Bible if you got one? I think it's going to come up on the screen if you don't. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. Trying to see everybody. That's good. Just slowing things down a little bit, getting a little still. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in Hawaii. And we are on Maui. And I was there because, I don't know, jet lag or something. And I was up. I was, I was up and uh, before the sun. And the, the clouds were cruising in. And then once the sun popped up, it stood still. And I was thinking of that song, you know. The whole creation sings. And when we sing, we're joining with creation. That holy is the Lord. Holy just means other than. And that's amazing. I don't know. It's, it's, sometimes it's tough to transition into preaching when you've just been worshiping the king. I just want to just keep singing uh, for the rest of the day. But that's why they pay me the big bucks. All right, let's open our Bible. Let's switch my mind, okay? And then we'll open it up to Matthew chapter 23. And this is it. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the Pharisees and the scribes sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But not do, do not do as they do, but do not do as they do. For they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. And they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets. And the best seats in the synagogues. And to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces. And and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi. For you have one teacher, and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Mashiach, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted And in this tradition, we say, this is the word of the Lord, and you respond, thanks be to God. Keep your Bibles open. We're we're kicking off this series, Rewired, and I couldn't think of a better title or a sermon series to be going into, especially as we're headed towards Thanksgiving, and James just gave us some equipping to make us more thankful. If you weren't here when he was giving thanks, he said, for the next 21 days, write down three things you're thankful for for the past 24 hours. And that will ingrain in your mind and it will rewire you into being a thankful person. Jesus was all about rewiring people. But I like, have you ever seen the movie Face Off? You remember that movie, John Woo? They take his face off. Like his face is off. Do you catch that? There's two meanings, you know, like your face-to-face, that's a face-off. But you 
take its face off. Jesus wants to rewire you. No, no, no. He wants to rewire you. Like the same way face off. Like we're not like rewired can mean a lot of different things. But rewired in the way Jesus wants to. He wants to rewire you. God made you and I in a garden. And he called it Eden. And he called it paradise. And he designed us to do a certain thing and to be a certain way. Jesus comes up on the scene and he says, I don't want to rewire you. I don't want you to do the same things just in a different way. I want you to go back. I want to rewire you. I want you to go back and be who you were supposed to be. Be fully alive. When he says, I want all who follow after me get eternal life. The understanding there isn't longevity. That's part of it. But the deeper part of it is good. Is eternal. Is, it's, it's life. Everything else is a fake copy. Everything else is not the way you were wired to experience life. Matthew is just like me. He's a story collector. He's a collector. Are you a collector of things? I know my intern is. Sophia and I, we're both the same thing. We're all about free stuff. If you, want, if you want to get us there, you give me something free. I just love getting free stuff. My wife hates it because we have piles of stuff. I used to collect bulletins from church. My mom hated me. <laughs> and, I, and I would hate me too. Why am I collecting these things? Because they're there. You know, I like to collect things. Jesus, Matthew's same way. He loves collecting these stories about Jesus. And he kicks off his gospel with the story of the Sermon on the Mount. And that teaches us what to live, what we're supposed to do. Dallas Willard said every single Christian should memorize, memorize the Sermon on the Mount. Why else would you call yourself a Christian? We don't know what he says. We don't know what we're supposed to be living for. We don't know Jesus. Why do we call ourselves Christians? We need to study the words of Jesus over, over, over. Then he wraps up his, 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 his uh, gospel, Matthew, and we're going into it. It's Matthew. It's Jesus' last sermons. And they're harsh. They're really hard. That's why it's, a, it's an honor, but it's also kind of scary because... It's the prophetic edge. It's what not to do. It's what's wrong with you. I opened the sermon, uh, opened the service by talking about the Narnia series. I, I thought more of you would be here. Just because, you know, time change. Come on, people. It's 10 o'clock now or something. I don't know. It's like noon in China. I don't know. But I, still, I opened that to the, so the six of you, you're going to hear this again. But Eustace is he's he's it used this in the narnia series he's made into a dragon because his heart is hard and then he runs into jesus that jesus character aslan and aslan says hey do you want to be made back into a boy and the guy says no duh i hate being a dragon jesus says it's gonna hurt it's gonna be painful because now you're a dragon you're used to it the same with us we're used to being wired this way We're used to doing this. 
And when Jesus comes on the scene towards the end of Matthew's gospel, he's, he's like Aslan the lion, and he's tearing away the scales. And it's painful, but it's beautiful. It hurts in all the right ways. And it's broken in all the right ways. And so Jesus, he's, he starts off this little sermon, and he says, okay, um, gather around, disciples. It's just like a wedding. You know, when you're a wedding, I, I usually say this. I say, hey, couples, come forward. This is for you guys, and it's for you guys to listen. Here's the trick of the trade. It's never for the couple. They don't remember anything I ever say. <laughs> Glenn and Heather say one word that I said during that sermon. There's nothing. There's, there's just no way. You know, you're in love with your bride. Glenn was like, his eyes were three times the size. He's just looking at his bride, and he's like, I just want this over. And then Heather's like, man, I, I look like the ball of the bell. This could last forever. Anyway, they weren't listening. And neither were the disciples, and Jesus knew it. But Jesus was really talking to everybody around. He was talking to the Pharisees and the scribes. Dale Bruner calls them the serious. He was talking to the serious people. And that's us. That's me and you. That's, that's, we're hanging out in the garage until we become a car. You know what that reference? You know, like it, being, being a Christian doesn't mean going to church any more than being a car means you're in a garage. Everybody's like, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said, Jason. I don't care. I liked it. And gosh darn it. People like me. Um, so Jesus, he says, it's really, it's really to you. And it's really to us. And there's some commentators that say this is the most unchristian chapter of the whole Bible. And there's some that say this is the most unloving. I, one guy wrote it really well. He said, hold on, I wrote this thing down. In the woe speech of chapter 23, I stand as an interpreter next to the text in a state of shock. And I sometimes wish that this chapter did not stand in the Bible. Me too. That's how painful this is. That's how painful it is to tear away the things that we've become aren't the way God has wired us. So he's rewiring us. And he says this, he says, don't, don't, don't act like the Pharisees and the scribes. Don't act like the serious people. Do what they say, but don't follow their lead. They're, they're, they're taking, they're doing the most heinous thing you could possibly do. They're taking the sacred and saying it and living as though it isn't sacred. They're taking the value, the valuable, and they're taking out its value by just making it into mere words. And they're not living it out. They're empty shells. They're whitewashed tombs. They're you and I. They're you and I when we say, hey, kids, do this and don't go anywhere. You know, I, 
I, you, can't count, you can't count how many times people say to me, because they find out I'm the youth pastor, and they say, it's so important. It's so important that you're a youth pastor. Because the youth, they're so important. If they're so important, get out in front of them. Lead. Get out and lead somebody. Don't say, hey, I, when I was a child, I loved going to Christian camp. I loved it. I felt so good. Go to a Christian camp. Model for your family getting alone with God. Model for your children. Model for the people that watch you day in and day out that this is how true life is. Stop telling people to do stuff. Do stuff. Stop telling people that Jesus is the way and Jesus and live out the truth that Jesus is the way. Start following Jesus. Start knowing the words of Jesus. Start waking up before the sun and finding out what Jesus wants you to do that day. Calvin says this whole passage can be summed up with Jesus needs to be the headmaster of the school of the church. Jesus needs to be the headmaster of the school of the church. That means you don't go to Jason, you don't go to Greg, you don't go to Glenn, you don't go to James, you don't go to Andrew Cronk, even though he's extremely wise. He's a power-punched little man right there. You go to Jesus. You go to the teacher. It's stupid to go anywhere else. And stop telling people what to do. Start doing something. That's the first half. So it's like not, don't, don't stop. Just stop that. And then Jesus does say a little bit, just those last three verses, I think it's eight through 12, that little paragraph. One theologian said, this is, this is the constitution of the church. This is the constitution of the church. And I want to open this Bible. I pulled on, I got too many things in my hand. He says this. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled. And all who humble themselves will be exalted. The greatest among you. It's, it's okay to want to be great. It's okay, to be, it's okay to want to be great. Jesus says that numerous times throughout the Gospel of Matthew. We can want to be great. We can want to be great. We, we can want to be excellent. We can want to be rewired. We, we, we can want to be back to how God designed us to be. But Jesus has a monopoly on how to do it, and the world does not. The world has a monopoly on the way to death. And Jesus' way, over and over, it's counterintuitive. You've got to lose everything in, in, in order to gain the world. You've got you've to experience great pain to experience great joy. If you want to be Lord, you've got to die. 
Notice, this is just two chapters, two or three chapters away from the cross. Palm Sunday has already happened. In Matthew's mind, the story collector, this thing's wrapping up. And he's just rounded a corner. And he's not mincing words. Jesus is harshly saying, start doing some stuff. Stop telling people what to do. And then what is he, he says, follow my lead. Follow my lead. Hop on my back. Get within the dust of my shadow. Follow so close that you, you, you can smell my clothes. As he walks straight into death. As he walks into the humblest of humble things you could possibly do. As he is about to be crucified, hung up on a tree to die. Several days ago, he walked into this town and everybody's saying, yeah, Hosanna, Hosanna. They're saying, save, save. He's about to come in. This is the king. He's, he's going to be the Disney prince and he's going to show up and he's going to take me off and marry me. And that, and that doesn't make any sense. But he comes in and everybody's like, yes, yes, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. And Jesus says, it is about to happen. And it's about to go down. It's about to get so real. You don't even know what's happening. But it's not going to look like the way you think it looks. Just because I wired you. I wired you. I am the alpha and the omega. And I was there when my dad put you together. And my dad said, you are supposed to look like this. And you are looking like this. And it's not the way you were made to be. It's going to look way, way different. It's going to look like all of your friends abandoning you. It's going to look like you screaming out to be saved from the pain. It's going to look like you being at the bottom of a well and you can barely see the light out. The way to success Bonhoeffer puts it amazing. Jesus shows up on the scene and says, I bid you, come and die. Come and die to your dragon. Come and die to those things that have enslaved you. Your selfishness, your ego, your greed, your lust. Come and die to those things and serve. This is the Alpha and Omega. This is the beginning and the end. This is the light that is brighter than the sun. This is the morning star. This is Yeshua Messiah. This is the anointed one. This is the one that showed us how to do it by kneeling down and washing his students' feet and commanding, do it like this. If people know your name, you're doing it wrong. If it looks like you're winning, you're doing it wrong. If there's a lot of people serving you, you're doing it wrong. If you're the king of your world, you're doing it wrong. Jesus is the headmaster. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. Jesus is the king of it all. The king 
of kings and the Lord of lords. And now as we start to move towards this table, I want to ask you a couple questions, and then Richard's going to come up here and play us this song, and we're going to quiet our hearts and get ready for this table. But the couple of questions are, one is, when's when's the last time you sat in a room and said, Jesus, be my schoolmaster, be my teacher, be my Lord? And the other question is, Who are you supposed to be serving? I love, have you seen that, the last Hunger Games movie, Catching Fire? That was so good when Katniss, she's about to, to shoot like one of these people in the game. And the guy about to be shot said, remember who the real enemy is. And then she shoots it up in the sky and the thing blows up and it's the end of the movie and it's a revolution. Boom, Mockingjay's coming. Anyway, picture me instead of Katniss. I know I'm a lot prettier. (laughs) But I'm saying, who are you supposed to be serving? Who has God put in your life that's there? Amen.